When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Redskins Nation, what's up? What is up? What is up? Man, this is exciting. This is history in the making. <laughs> Welcome to the first ever Tay and Todd Redskins podcast. So I guess to start off, I guess it's important to know what Tay and Todd is. Uh, I am Pascal Todd. That's my last name. My first name is Pascal. I don't expect people to remember that, so I went with Todd. And my name is Deontay Hollums. First name Deontay, obviously, and I like to go by Tay because I obviously it coordinates with Tay and Todd podcast. Exactly. But, so, um, just, so we're, we're definitely die die hard Redskins fans, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about how we how we both met and uh, met at church, and uh, just built a relationship not only with God but off the Redskins. And there's very few people that you can find that know stuff when they're talking about especially when it pertains about the risk yes 100 i tell you what i get so frustrated my coworkers, like friends who claim to be redskins or football fans but don't really know stuff and they're just like oh the redskins suck oh baba you know y'all will never be good and i'm just like you you're not qualified one even if that's true you're not qualified to speak on it two you don't understand and so it's yeah like you said it's rare to find someone who really knows their stuff. And then, so both of us are on, you know, Redskins Twitter, being able to have conversations. We wanted to uh, just kind of just ha- have our own thing, just talk, talk about the Redskins with each other. If anybody wanted to listen, that's great too. If no one wants to listen, we'll just keep talking to each other about it. That's right. And, and I'm all for that. And I, I think of my experience with uh, Redskins fans in quote, is I think of the people who you, you try to talk, they wear a Redskins shirt or, or Redskins hat. And for instance, I was in a Safeway um, a, day, a night before the draft and a guy has a Redskins hat on and I'm trying to, you know, talk to him. I say, number, uh-huh. number two pick, Chase Young. Uh-huh. And the guy had no clue what I'm talking about. Oh, it's fans God. like that, you know, that, that I, or, or is he a fan, you know? And yeah. Or you got the fans that always bring up Sean Alexander or Jason Taylor <laughs> and their stints. And it's like, or Kirk Cousin. RG3. RG3, you know, yeah. and, and as if they're still on the team. So, uh, Pascal, he's, he's, he's definitely uh, up there. And, and, and we were diehard Skins fans. And I think about uh, when I became a, a, a Redskins fan or, a football fan for that matter. Uh, I grew up, I played basketball my whole life, but I've always wanted to play football, just didn't have the passion. So I love watching mm-hmm. people play football. And um, 
I think about, I don't have a specific time. I know my stepdad, he, he growing up, he loved the Titans and, and he liked the Titans and the Redskins. So we, every Sunday we, we get up for the, for the Redskins game as if it was a, a, a ritual. But um, I think about the, my favorite player at the time. I think about LeVar Arrington or, or even going back further, maybe around that same time, I think of a Stephen Davis or uh, this player that I could kind of identify with that I remember, or I, I mean, just I think about the uh, Chris Samuels or the, the John Jansons or, you know, certain players. Taking it back. Time, yeah, right. <laughs> and as time went on, you know, I just continued to invest and invest and invest. And now I can't, I don't know anything different. I, I can tell you the whole team from up and down the roster. So um, it, it really goes back to certain players and not more so a specific time of, being, I of when I became a fan. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So up until I was like before preteen, I wasn't into sports professional football anything really at all and then so I remember when Sean Taylor died Mm. and I didn't watch the Redskins then now Mm. I'm kind of telling on my age I might as well just say I'm 25 now so that was in 2007 Mm. so I didn't watch them my brother kind of did but uh when Sean Taylor died I remember that I remember that was a big deal I remember going to bed that night I remember waking up the next morning and he had died all that so and I remember that game after they started 10 players on defense and they lost that game because Joe Gibbs called two timeouts in a row and got a 15-yard penalty it was the bills i think but that wasn't when i started 2008 the following year was the first year i kind of started and i don't know what it was it was like every year more and more it just like grew and grew to the point where i became like obsessed so like i so like i said in 2009 i joined twitter and i mean since then it's like again naming all the players like keeping track of everything it's like knowing the dynamic between you know, ownership and the front office and all the yeah. little things, you know, Dan Snyder and all that stuff like that, you know, the average normal just viewing fan doesn't even, I guess they don't necessarily need to be aware of, but right. isn't, you know, right. and it, it only really matters when they start trying to talk about things and it's like, well, you don't, you don't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, from there, I don't know, it just grew just literally over time and it wasn't just the Redskins, it was football, yeah. but it was the Redskins. I couldn't eat. Sunday afternoons when they were playing, I was too yeah. nervous. I couldn't yeah. eat. Out Monday mornings, I'd either be in a terrible mood or a great mood. So, like, now I can eat. I've gotten – but, like, I still get nervous and stuff, and it makes me react in a way almost nothing else does, like watching the games and big plays and stuff. So, it's crazy the way sports, like, yeah, it is, you know, quote, unquote, just a game. But it really can, like, bring people together – it can bring whole cities together, you know, in the way they celebrate. And it's like, you see a real Redskins fan on the street. You guys are like brothers. You never met, but you can be like brothers just off of that. So that's kind of where we were at. I remember when we first realized our mutual love for the Redskins (laughs) and it was like, okay, well now we have to be friends. Like (laughs) we don't have a choice. So, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's always kind of a cool story to hear why people are fans, maybe down the road, you know, if anyone ever does listen to our podcast maybe we could do like a thing where people come on and tell their story of like how they became a fan of the team I think that would be cool yeah that would be nice so um yeah that's that's pretty much us so you know you know we're fans we're gonna we're gonna bring you 
accurate stuff, up to date. We're not in the know. We're not, you know, we're not reporters. I wish I was. But. No, but we, but we see the tweet the moment the reporters tweet it. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get it to you a few minutes after this. <laughs> so yeah, and just I think another thing is we'll always be unbiased because we are fans, but we can see it from an unbiased perspective. Right. You know, and um, so I think that's it. So what would you say? What's uh, we can go back and forth, maybe something um, people can expect from the podcast that we're going to we're doing. Well, I could say um, you'll get people who, who know what they're talking about. Um, oftentimes, you know, you, you go into a, a podcast and, and or or a YouTube channel and some guys, you know, they just uh, they don't assert, they're not accurate in, in their information uh, or they, they don't tell the yeah. whole story about things. So. Like, for instance, okay, why couldn't we sign Kirk Cousins? Why wasn't it? You know, and, and we just try to get, yeah. we try to get in the debt. We try to play devil's advocate and um, why certain things don't happen. We try not to look too much into things, but the biggest thing is we want to be accurate. We want to give people what we want to hear. Uh, yeah, exactly. We want to hear to the people as well, to regular fans as well. Um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's not that, that we think that we'll be the only good podcast out there. We just want to be one of the good ones. You know what I mean? Um, I think another thing you can expect will be engaging, you know, on Twitter, uh, at Tay and Todd podcast, that's T-A-E, the letter N Todd podcast. You probably found out about this from that, but still. Um, and then, you know, we'll be trying to do stuff, you know, for one, to build awareness, two, to just be able to give stuff to Redskins fans. Um, so we'll be doing giveaways and raffles and stuff like that. Uh, the first one we're doing, which you may or may not have seen on Twitter, is Chase Young jersey that we're going to be giving away to start things off. So, um, and, and there's simple instructions for that. Basically, you just have to follow the Twitter account and then, um, and then retweet that tweet. And then um, I think once we get to maybe 100 or 200 followers, I'm not sure which one. It depends on maybe how fast we get to one of those. Right. But um, <laughs> then we'll pick a name. Um, and shoot, maybe it'll be five followers. I don't know. But uh, we'll pick a name. And then... Um, so stuff like that. Another cool thing we'll be trying to do down the road if we, you know, get to the point where we have enough support and whatnot. Um, doing a thing where sometimes people who listen to the podcast can come on and be a guest on the show, which I think would be cool interacting with fans and stuff. So, you know, if we get to that point, I think that's a cool thing we'll be able to do. And yeah, and then I think on average on episodes, we'll try to get straight to the point and not do too much talking about other stuff. This right. one, you know, we're doing our introductions, you know, so you can fast forward, but uh, <laughs> just give us this one time, but every other time, and then we'll try to just get right into it. And I think the goal is weekly uh, for now. And it's kind of funny because this is kind of the best and worst time to start a podcast exactly. because nothing's going on. The draft is over, got the schedule yeah. and then nothing. But then it's also like, because nothing's going on, people want more stuff to listen to and see. So We'll see how it works. So yeah, just you know, and as it as it grows and evolves, we'll see what happens. Um, this is our first time doing this, so cut us some slack. We'll learn from our Please, mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Please cut us some slack. Yes, yes, we'll learn from our mistakes. Let's do what we're here to do. Hey, let's talk about this annoying franchise that we love so much. <laughs> Oh man, the Washington just, Redskins. Uh, first things first, I'm just happy that Bruce Allen is gone. I mean, uh, <laughs> that is the most significant thing that's happened in the last 20 years. I, that's huge. Yeah, very huge. 
I almost feel um, like <laughs> in a way it might be even bigger than, well, it's comparable to Dan Snyder not being the owner. Yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that. And what I, w- I would say there's a bigger chance of success with Dan Snyder as the owner and no Bruce Allen, like of Ron Rivera, someone who knows what they're doing. I think there's more of a chance of success with that than of a, a different owner with Bruce Allen running the team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so, and I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I had 10 years with the guy, so that's <laughs> significant. And so, you know, that led up to... With the second pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. In, in 10 seconds, say how much us drafting him means for the organization. Go. Oh, man, I love Chase Young. He, he was my favorite player. I watched him all year, hoping that we would be sorry enough to get him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that we got him, and, and I'm looking forward to what Ron Rivera and, and Jack Del Rio can do with him. Yes, yes, same. Okay, all right, you got to time me now. Give me my 10 seconds. All right. Uh, it's significant not only because we got a player who is so great, but because he has coaches, not Greg Mineski, not Joe Barry, not Jim Hazlitt, coaches who can coach him up, put him in the position to succeed. The most important positions on the field, quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher. And we've got one, one of those settled hopefully for 15 years. So yes. that's huge, huge. So, man, and he's a great guy. Oh my! Yes, Did you see the thing with the kid? Yeah, and he found the that. kid on Twitter and everything. Man, I wish I was that kid. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. I should have acted like that when we drafted. <laughs> Chase Young, game changer, franchise best player in the draft. So that was the first pick. Obviously, first pick for the Redskins. So let's keep going down the line with the second pick in the third round. With the second pick of the for the Redskins, and also the second pick in the third round. Uh, yeah. Running back kind of slash wide receiver Antonio Gibson uh 10 second thoughts on him uh, I like Antonio Gibson at first the night before the draft I was literally watching videos of Memphis Antonio Gibson and I thought he was a receiver but after hearing Scott Turner describe him as a, a Swiss army knife I can't wait I, he's explosive he's strong he's powerful and he's he's he he's filling a, a need that we've never had since I don't think we've ever had as Redskins fans to be excited about a player this dynamic I agree. I agree. And it's funny because we were watching the draft together. And I guess this is my 10 seconds. Uh, so we were watching the draft together. I had watched 20 receivers. I had watched a bunch of receivers knowing we were going to draft one. Um, but I hadn't got to Antonio Gibson. I just, I just, I watched some other positions and I'm not a draft expert. I just like to watch some games just to have an idea. I hadn't watched him. And then Tay was like, man, you got to check that guy out. And I was like, okay. So during the draft, during the second round, I'm watching this guy and I'm like, man, I want him. <laughs> Next thing you know, so, and like you said, explosive. I mean, just with the ball in his hand. Scott wanted him, and Scott's going to get the ball in his hand. So, I like about the pick as well is Scott Turner. Apparently, reports came out that Scott Turner had told uh, Kyle Smith, or hopefully the new GM, of, of ways he could use him at the senior bowl. Wow. Wow. And, and, and that's what I like about this, this new Redskins organization is that everybody seems like they're on, page, on the same page. And that is, that's the most significant thing, probably, of anything. So, like you said, having an offensive coordinator, getting the guy that he wanted at the Senior Bowl drafted, when, from, from everything we can understand before, it would be Bruce Allen just picking the guys. You know, obviously, I mean, I know, you know, there's, obviously they went through their system, <laughs> but it's guys were getting picked, and then the coaches were like, how do I use them? And so, you know, I, yeah, I agree. Antonio Gibson, uh, 
great pick. Great pick. And uh, I think he'll get a lot of touches this year. All right. Fourth, uh, fourth round with the third pick, the Redskins took offensive tackle Sadiq Charles, LSU. Uh, all right. Ten seconds. Go. Uh, this, this pick, I, I was kind of shocked. I mean, Trent Williams had just got moved right before this pick. So we, we were in need of a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of reports came out about him as being a problem person and all this and that. I like him. He's feisty. He's a bulldog. He seemed, he's young. He's only 20 years old, 20 to 21 years old. So he can groom, so you can groom him into what he wants to be. I like this pick as well. Play SEC football, play for the national champions, block for Joe Burrow, the number one pick. I, I can't I can't complain about this pick at all. No, especially not in the fourth round. Um, like you said, playing on a championship team, blocking for the best quarterback in the draft, um, and 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 you know by all accounts was second round talent, fell because of the you know the suspension. And one thing that's significant regarding his suspension, that maybe there's some other immaturity issues you know that we don't know about. I don't want to speculate, but maybe there's other things that led to him getting suspended because from what I understand, it was something he got caught doing maybe more than once. But with the new CBA, marijuana and suspensions and punishments in the NFL are not as nearly what they were, not nearly as That's significant. True. And so maybe he can come in the league and, and, and keep smoking weed and <laughs> play great football, you know. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it was a smart pick. I like taking risks once you get around the fourth round, you know guys who, who mm-hmm. should have gone second or third, but they fell mm-hmm. for whatever, take that mm-hmm. chance. Um, and he, and he got picked what five minutes after Trent got traded, he'll have a chance right. to start early. So, and if, and if I'm not mistaken, Leo Collins was a, was a right tackle. Was a right tackle yes. For, for the Cowboys, the Cowboys. And he fell because of similar, I yes. must say similar things. He, and he, he, he was been a stalwart for them. Yes. He was yeah, drafted. Undrafted. So yeah, absolutely. And was he, was he LSU too? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then, and so, you know, from these first, well, I'm gonna get to the next one and then say what I was about to say Um, uh, with the fourth pick, the Redskins in the fourth round took my guy, Antonio Gandy golden. All right. Now (laughs) I might need 30 seconds. We've been going over the, maybe 10 is not enough. We'll give ourselves 30. (laughs) Again, we're learning. We're learning. Okay. My guy, Antonio, Antonio Gandigold. So I have a friend named CJ, best friend, one of my best friends, went to Liberty University. And I have about 10, 15 friends. I went to Liberty. My sister went to Liberty. Lots of close friends. So been there several times. My friend CJ played for the Flames, started, uh, got on the team 2016, I think, red-shirted. Um, so 2017 was the year he started playing. And he played alongside Gandy Golden, which was his sophomore year, his first year really going, I think his first 1,000-yard season. And I was like, okay, this guy's a beast, you know, like he's, he's, he's a beast. Um, so the next year, my, my friend was supposed to be able to play the NCAA messed him up. So he didn't get to play, but he was still with the team. So I'm still watching, keeping track. And this guy's just, Gandy Gold is just getting better, you know? Mm-hmm. And then this past year, also during this time, in the last three years, Liberty transitioned from the FCS to the FBS, you know? Um, and so this year, you know, I'm following along and midway through the season, the guy's, almost if not leading the NCAA in, in yards at one point in receiving yards for, you know, from Liberty university, um, his quarterback who his name is Buckshot Calvert, Stephen Buckshot Calvert. We would call him butt sack because he was just, he just wasn't it. I'm never mind. I don't want to speak bad about guys, but, but accuracy was an issue at times, but he would just, you know, even with that, the guy still had three 1000 yard seasons. 
and I think one thing that's really funny is that um, CJ told me that the game plan on offense, the coaches would say, just throw the ball to AGG. Like that was essentially the game plan. Throw him the ball. Teams would double team him. Just throw him the ball. And so one thing that's real great about this pick is this is a guy who has been the number one receiver, the main weapon on his team for, for about three years now. Teams have been bracketing him. They've been doubling him. Their best corners are playing against him, and he's still put up the numbers. So that's something to get excited about. Um, and, yeah, and I, at this point, I'm just expecting to meet him because my friend is his friend. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but this was the guy going back midseason. I'm, I'm hoping we draft him. I'm hoping we draft him. I hope we draft Antonio Gandy-Golden. And they called his name. I was excited. Sorry, that was way more than 10 or 30 seconds. No, I, I know how much you love him, man. <laughs> so I remember I remember earlier in the season, we're talking about Antonio Gandy-Golden. Yes. Pascal, Pascal was talking about him. And, and, and as, as, this, as the year went on, I'm starting to, as the draft gets closer, I'm like, man, what, what's the difference between him and, and these top receivers? And yeah. Maybe it's the school. Maybe it's the school. But yeah. what I'm excited about most, I think of years ago when we took uh, Malcolm Kelly. I'm hoping oh, that yeah. everything, oh, yeah. I, I had high expectations for Malcolm Kelly, Malcolm Kelly coming out of Ohio, Oklahoma uh, University, along with Sam Bradford, that, that group. And yep. I'm envisioning Antonio Gandy-Golden being that guy. I mean, you just look at him, he, he seems like genuine. He's been on SportsCenter two times, I believe, yep. and just showing off his talents, how, how well he can pick up things. He I really like every single put pick. The top four picks have been hits yeah. for me and, and yes. really players that I wanted. And this is the first time, like the last couple of drives, that I can actually say that. Yeah, and that's, so that leads me to what I was about to say was these top four picks are guys that not only do I think we're hoping and kind of expecting to contribute right away, I think the coaches are really expecting these guys to contribute mm-hmm. right away. You know, um, you know obviously Chase Young. <laughs> Um, Gibson, they're going to get the ball in his hands. You know, he probably won't – from what, you know, guys like JP and um, Kime and other ones are saying is that he is essentially a running back, but he's going to be used all over the field. So he's not going to be your, you know, your um, carry the load back, but he's also, you know, not going to see the field except right. for when someone gets hurt. He's going to be used. Um, so him and then Sadiq Charles, I think, is going to compete for left tackle, mm-hmm. and his competition isn't too significant, so hopefully he can nope. win there. And then Gandy Golden will probably be competing with Kelvin Harmon. And even if they're splitting time, I think that's, uh, that's encouraging. So another mm-hmm. thing about Gibson that I heard is they didn't, some, some scouts didn't know where he would be taken. Yeah. So the fact that they drafted him that early in the third round shows yeah. that they must really like. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because lots of people were saying they could have got him later. Me, I'm the type yeah. of guy, I'm not an expert, but if I could get a guy in the third or the fourth, but I really want him, just take him when you can get him. Cause yeah, you don't know. <laughs> so, and that's, same. that seems like that's what they did. So the top four picks I love, I think we'll see them, you know, day one out there playing the last four picks. Tay, I know you did a decent amount of research and study on them. So why don't you just give us uh, some more details about the last four guys that we picked here briefly. Uh, uh, Keith Ismail look like a player that um, could possibly fit that mold and very fast. And uh, they say some things about him. They need to, work on his strength and I like Kalaki Hudson this okay. dude he's he's bought he's bought six punts in college okay I did played, see that he played he played under Harbaugh so gotcha. I'm I think we may see some we may see some something different from this guy you know I know Ron Rivera values special teams yes and it wouldn't surprise me at all if 
if this Hudson guy comes out and starts making plays. And see, that's the thing, people, you know, once you get, you know, back on the the back half of the draft, guys who contribute on special teams are just as, you know, um, significant or as much of an asset, you know, as, as other guys. You know, if you can get on the field some kind of way and contribute, then that's significant. So I remember saying that with the six block punts. Special teamers are, I mean, it's, it's, it's underrated, but it's one of the three phases. So, yeah. and, and then obviously depth. And so, um, and so you've got him, then you got safety Cameron Curl from Arkansas. And from you what got, I hear, he, they, they say Cameron Curl is going to be a, a defensive back, like a corner. Okay, gotcha. And, and all these guys are, are very flexible, which, which Rivera was looking for. And yes. uh, I'm excited about all these guys. You think of Jonathan Smith-Williams as well, the end. Um, it, it's a lot of competition. <laughs> competition, sure. that's what it's all about. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not complaining about the draft, honestly, at all. You know, um, top four picks, again, love. The last four picks seem like guys who can, you know, contribute, you know, on special teams, who can at least mm-hmm. add some depth to the roster. Uh, and then, I mean, the fact more than even just the picks, the fact that you have a front office that is mm-hmm. in line, you know, lockstep, hearing uh, Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith do their press conferences together. Oh, man, yeah. when, did, when have we heard stuff like that before? Yeah, you know, yeah. when we haven't seen that before and being open and honest and stuff. So that's, that's as significant and really more significant than any one player that we draft. Right. So, yeah, I think, um, I think I think I think this was a solid way to start off this uh, rebuild for uh, for Ron Rivera. So, uh, and I don't know I don't know if you uh, if you looked into the the undrafted guys too. It's two guys that I that I like mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you got um, Thaddeus Moss. Man, yes. I wanted him in that fifth yeah. round. In that fifth round, but we ended up getting him. Yeah, and he's a and and I can envision them using him in so many ways. He can be fullback. He can be H back. He can be yeah. tight end, and he's just. Uh, he, had, he didn't drop a pass last year. He played yeah. for he played for a winning team, and I, I'm just very impressed. And then the uh, the receiver they got um, from Temple, yes, is very dynamic as well. So it's, it's it's I'm very impressed with this draft. I think this was Kyle Smith's coming out party. Yeah, when it comes to to the draft, and I and I would not be surprised if if he hits on all on on at least a, a good half of these. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Thaddeus Moss is a guy, you know, that I, I was saying in that like fourth round area mm-hmm. is not a guy mm-hmm. I would want, but later on, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you know, he comes from a strong lineage, yeah. didn't drop a pass. He is a blocker, you know, which we, if you can get a guy undrafted who can block really well, and then who can go out and really just maybe catch those five yard digs, five yard out routes, you know, those, you know, um, go to the sticks and just turn around you know, who's more than anything consistent with his hands and, and, and look tight end on the roster. I think he'll have a decent shot, you know, because, he, you know, there's not a lot of uh, talent there at the tight end position. That's one that's being rebuilt um, from the ground up. So, yeah, that's, what, that's another one to get excited about. So, yeah, big time, big time. Looking, looking forward to – yeah, I don't remember a year where I was, I was as excited about so many players in a draft class. So it's I, crazy, yeah. really crazy, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm really thrilled about. I mean, literally every player that I wanted this year, pretty much we end up getting. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like they they were in tune with what the fans wanted.
so my favorite pick obviously was Chase Young, and then um, but but a close favorite is I would say Antonio Gibson. I was I was giving uh, Pascal the illustration a couple uh, a couple years ago. I was a big I'm a big time diehard Wizards fan as well, and I was I was watching John Wall. I'm like, man, if we could only get John Wall, if we could only get John, we end up getting. Him. And it's kind of similar to the same situation. I watched Chase Young all year. And I'm like, man, if we can get if we can get the number, if we get a high pick, if we could just lose as many games, I, I, I just hope that we can get him. And we end up getting him. So I'm glad we were able to get – he's by far my favorite pick. We never had a player like him, maybe since Sean Taylor. Obviously, they play different positions. But players who can impact the game single-handedly. And then Gibson as well because we never had a player like Gibson uh, – a person that can do it all. He's physical. I mean, he's strong and fast, four three speed. You know, so those are two players I'm really excited about. But my ultimate favorite would be Chase Young with a close second is Antonio Gibson. That's fair, perfectly fair. So for the sake of well, I don't even obviously obviously Chase Young, but since you said him, I'm gonna just go with my guy, Gandy Golden. I mean, <laughs> if he can basically if he can develop to his potential, I think he can be a great uh, number one or two, however you slice it up with Terry McLaurin. I think they could be a great combo. Yeah. I think one thing that's really slept on was Gandy Golden. You see the size, you see the jump ball ability, but he, with the ball in his hands, he can create after the catch too. Mm-hmm. He can break tackles. He can make guys miss and he can create. So, so yeah, Gandy Golden, I think, I think he could develop into something great. So I'm hoping that happens. So that's, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite pick. Um, and then, I mean, I think maybe we could just – maybe I, you can pick one, and then I'll pick one more, and we can say what we think the expectations are maybe going into this year for just maybe just two of the rookies. Um, okay. I can go first, I guess. I'll say uh, I'm going to take your guy, Antonio Gibson, I think. Um, I mean, I guess expectations really, I think a successful rookie year for him would be showing – what he did in college in the NFL, even if it's just glimpses of it, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't get a lot of touches in college. If he can show that he's capable of doing the same thing in the NFL that he did in college, then that's success for me, you know? Yeah. And that means carrying the ball, you know, from the gun or, or however, and then uh, catching that crossing route, catching that slant route and just, you know, bouncing off the guys and uh, and just, you know, making guys miss and making plays. If he can just do that, even if it's not a lot, even if he has 20 receptions and 50 carries, but he shows that, that's success for me. I agree. Um, uh, one, one I would like to look at is, uh, obviously, let's go ahead and uh, get the elephant in the room with Chase Young. <laughs> uh, my my expectations for him are, I'm, I'm a little level-headed, obviously, but I, I think he'll win us a couple games. I was texting with one friend. He said, man, y'all, y'all made a great pick. He alone can win you two games. Wow. My expectation is not – not. He, he's a San Francisco fan. He like, he's, he's a Bosa guy. And, and um, I don't know if you all um, follow if, – if anybody follows Ohio State. I was actually in Ohio a couple of uh, – a couple months ago, and I met Buckeye guy. He's a big, he's a big uh, African-American guy who wears all the Buckeye stuff and all this and that. He's a diehard uh, Ohio State fan. And he was telling me, I asked him, I said, what about Chase Young? He looked at me with a smirk. He said, man, he's the real deal. He said, I know the Bosa guys are good, but he, he said he's a big, he's, he's the real deal. So I'm expecting between eight, 10 sacks. 
I saw Nate Burleson say that it's possible that he could possibly win defensive player of the year. I'm, my expectations aren't that high because of how much talent we have on the uh, defensive line. You think of Montez Sweat, you think of Ron Payne, uh, Ryan Carey, uh, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ionitis. And you think of all these guys. So I, I would expect reasonable expectations for him is about between eight, ten sacks. And like I said, I do I do believe he can single-handedly win us two games. Yeah, I think I think it's fair. I think if we were just drafting Chase Young as the start to building our defensive line, that's one thing. But he's the yeah. last piece now. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to think that he will really perform because he's he won't be doing it by himself. Right. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I think and I think that's those are realistic expectations for both of those. And guys. even Jack Del Rio said himself he has the best set of toolbox the best toolbox out of anybody he's seen coming out. And he's coached Khalil Mack, Julius Peppers. Yeah, Von um, Miller. Von Miller, man. And I, and I just I just can't help but be excited. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, all right. Well, draft review, draft recap, favorite pick, expectations for each, uh, for each pick. And um, I think the last thing we kind of want to talk about here, just since this is our first one, obviously Ron Rivera was hired almost exactly five months ago, but um, just kind of the significance of him being hired as the head coach, but not just as the head coach, but really been being given the keys to the organization. Um, and, and I think it's in comparison, especially to having a Bruce Allen. Um, and I guess we'll try not to go on this forever. Uh, I guess what I main thing I just want to say is, you know, a guy like Jay Gruden, a coach like Jay Gruden, who, obviously caught a lot of flack, obviously had his flaws, but I think in a right situation could have had more success than he did, you know, because lots of guys had been here and hadn't even gotten us to 500 over four years, which Jay Gruden did. But when you had guys in the front office or particularly one person who was just affecting the organization like a cancer, um, it's going to hold the whole, the whole culture was wrong. The way that the team was viewed around the league was wrong. Everything was just wrong. There was no trust, you know, and so there was just so many issues. And that's why guys like Trent Williams wanted to leave. That's why guys like yeah. Kirk Cousins didn't want to be here, you know, and I'm sure there's tons of other stories we've never heard. Yeah. So having a guy like Ron Rivera, where when he, when he got fired, they said there wasn't a, a dry eye in the room all the players, everyone in that room, there wasn't a dry eye. There were all these posts from, from, from guys on his yeah. Panthers team, you know, talking about how much they were going to miss him, how much he meant to them. Uh, when he got hired by the Redskins, all these former players of his saying, you just got, you made the best decision. You just got yeah. the best coach, all these things. And as a player, I would imagine hearing that and then seeing that this is going to be your new coach, it starts you off already, you know, thinking highly of this guy, even if you've mm-hmm. had no personal experience with him. And so, I mean, the significance is, is, is seen in the biggest ways already and in the mm-hmm. smallest ways. And I'm going to point out one of the small ones, which we talked about, was just the fact that we saw video behind the scenes in his house of mm-hmm. draft prep just for 60 seconds, mm-hmm. that, he's, that he's been on, done a million interviews with a million people talking mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah. Bruce Allen never did that no. No one, and, and no one else did it because there was no one else to do it so just the he's had an impact so significantly on this organization and now really 
they have to win just to just to culminate all of it because the change really has been made and will continue to be made and now it really all comes down to winning but this is not the same as just replacing just hiring a new head coach with Bruce Allen just bringing anyone else in I think Ron Rivera is 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 potentially the guy to bring success here mm-hmm. if the if the pieces can fall into place um but he'll he he has the potential to do it more than anyone who's been here probably in the last 20 years yeah and and, and I and you hit the, the nail on the head with that I I love Ron Rivera you know and um at first you know I was a little skeptical you know I wanted an offensive guy who would you know just push Haskins to the next level so we never really had a defensive-minded head coach um, yeah and um so, so when, when we signed, when we when we first signed him, I, I, re- I genuinely liked him. Uh, he, he just fits the organization. I don't, I don't know why. You think I think of a couple of things. I think of his integrity, the fact that he's so open with the fans, and, and he's and he's welcoming. That makes me feel like I'm a part of the team. Like, and, and I've never, never kind of felt that, which is which is really weird. You know, he keeps everybody in the loop, and he has everybody on the same page. He, you know, and he, he answers most of the fans' questions. Uh, however, my biggest knock on Rivera, which is not a knock at all, is the fact that we don't get much from him. Like, we all knew that Chase Young was going to be the pick, but he kept this guessing up into the draft. And there's no leaks, no leaks at all, which which is, is really wonderful. And, and he handled the, how he handled the Trent Williams situation, just how he handled the Dunbar situation. And he, he's exactly what the skins needed. And I think the way he's he's building a camaraderie now amongst Ken's fans that that I haven't felt ever. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And so I think, you know, my main question then really is, what would it take for him to have success in terms of winning consistently? Um, because, you know, he's a, he's a great coach. He could bring in a great staff and good players but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll win. And so, you know, I think all of that will, will play a large role in the winning. Absolutely. But in order to do it consistently, um, I have to look back at really the last 20, 30, I don't know, since mm-hmm. before I was alive, what the most tumultuous per, uh, position has been for the Redskins, definitely in the last 20 years outside of head coach. And that's quarterback. Yeah. You look at Ron Rivera, he was, dra- uh, and when he was hired in 2011 for the Panthers, they drafted Cam Newton first overall. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they had their successful years. They went 15 and one in 2015 Cam's MVP year. And they had success largely because of Cam's success and then the team as a whole. And then you look at the last two years, the second one, obviously where he got fired this past year, we know Cam got hurt and missed all, the whole year, basically. The year before that, he was playing, but he was playing hurt most of the year. And so the last two years, the, a lot of the Panthers' struggles have been uh, Cam Newton's uh, health. I believe right. that the 2018 season, can't, that the, the 2018 season, I believe the Panthers were 6-2, and two, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I believe they started 6-2. and two. This past year, I believe they started 5-3. and three. Either way, they've, they've started both seasons on the right end of yeah, things. Yeah. But Cam's health has played a large role, and I'm not taking any. Uh, I'm not taking all the blame off of Rivera and the coaches, obviously. But I think it's about quarterback, and 
if he can find a guy, it goes for every team. What team wins consistently year in and year out that doesn't have a franchise quarterback? You have some teams here and there. Some teams even win the Super Bowl, but winning consistently on the other end, having that quarterback doesn't mean you will. But um, so obviously you hope Dwayne's that guy. I think what Ron is doing is giving Dwayne this year. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, then we'll go find that guy. <laughs> but um, I think that, I think, I think that he can do everything else and build this team in every other way. Oh yeah. He just has to find that quarterback to put it all together. And then I think we can be a winning team. I don't think I'm being optimistic when I say that. I think I'm being very realistic when I say that. I think we're in a win-win situation. Um, because I see, I've seen a lot of uh, mock schedules where they have us going, having the number one pick next year. Yeah. And if that, and if that's the case, I mean, <laughs> I won't be we, mad. We, I won't be mad. You know, so we're in a way. If Dwayne does well, great. If not, then you get the next best quarterback that potentially come out since Andrew Luck. Yeah. So we're we're in a win-win situation, and 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 I like what Rivera's doing. He, he's not blowing it all up. He's giving people yeah. like he, he's not one. He, I heard something, someone say that he's not giving anybody a, a deal extension because yep. he doesn't know him. He said, let's yeah. see where you fit first. Yeah. And then we can go on from there. And I like that approach because now he's building, he got his first draft. He's building the team to the point where like Pascal said, it's going to be, this team is going to grow together. They're all young. They're going to grow together. And, and I believe with him as well, uh, as far as ex- succeeding the quarterback, but also it comes to coaching. Uh, he, he's made mention of teaching. He wants teachers. He wants teachers of coaches, and, and two two coaches that I, I would um, that I like and I enjoy is, is Jack Del Rio, man. Uh, like, what more could you ask for as a defensive coordinator? I know Rivera said that the biggest mistake he made. Um, in his last regime with the Panthers was not having a head coach on the team, a previously head coach on the team so that he can bounce stuff off of and give him a different opinion. Yeah. I like the Jack Del Rio highlight. I think that's going to, I think he's going to be hands off. I think he's going to let Jack Del Rio work the defense. And then I also like Scott Turner at the time I was like, ah, Scott Turner, man, I don't, I don't know about Scott Turner. And and I was big on Kevin O'Connell and, and he gave him, he gave him both a fair chance. And now as I hear interviews uh, coming out recently, I know he, he interviewed with Ron Rivera, interviewed with Kevin Sheehan, and he basically told him that Scott Turner came to him with a plan of how he was going to, uh, how he was going to develop Haskins, what he was going to do, basically had play sets already for Haskins. And, and that showed me that Scott Turner is invested in, in Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he had Teddy Bridgewater he, and in Minnesota, he had um, Cam Newton. So he has a history with these quarterbacks. So I, I'm, I think it's going to come down to uh, coaching. Yeah. The last regime, ha- uh, Hazlitt, I mean, uh, uh, Minuski. We could go on know, that for forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and it's just been bad, bad experience with coaching. Yeah. So I think yeah. coaching, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we if, if, if we shocked a lot of people, let alone off of coaching this year. And Yeah. yeah. So I, I think coaching is going to – uh, his assistant coaches, his, his defensive coordinators, his his um, quarterback coach Zampes, I like him as well. Yeah, uh, I, I think he did a great job of building his staff. Yeah, great job. Yeah, to to kind of uh, talk just a little bit more about what you just said um, quickly, you're talking about uh, Del Rio. 
former head coaches and whatnot. Um, I think one of Jay Gruden's biggest mistakes was defensive coordinators that he brought in here year after year. Hazlitt, mm-hmm. just proven unsuccessful. Joe Barry, proven. Greg Minuski. So that was a significant thing that I think really affected him. Um, secondly, you talked about Scott Turner. I don't know if you read that article about how he found out how Cam Newton learns best and then basically created this big book for him. And basically he began to teach Cam the way that Cam learned best. He changed his teaching style to accommodate Cam's uh, learning style. And that's very encouraging to hear. I mean, that's extremely exciting and encouraging to hear. Um, And then, like you said, best, I think we're in a win-win situation too. I think Dwayne either shows that he's the guy and you have some Mm -hmm. level of success, not even necessarily playoffs, but some level of success or Dwayne proves that he's not the guy and you, some other guys show what they can do, but you finish the year, another four and 12, 13 and five and 11, whatever kind of year, first pick top five pick. And you end up with the, with your quarterback of the future potentially then. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that is another, another area where, this team could be potentially in a, in a good situation. And so, and it's just the fact that we have people that we, we can trust to make the decisions, man. Exactly. That is huge. That exactly. is huge. And I hope that all of us as fans are willing to give Ron the time to build this. Cause he's not tearing, yeah. he's not blowing it up, but it's mm-hmm. going to take time still. Yeah. And so this year we'll probably get into that on a, on a different episode, but, but expectations or what we'd like to see or what the best outcomes are for uh, 2020. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, Just excited about the future Um, more so than I think probably last time was probably RG three, but you know, (laughs) he was supposed to be the guy. I mean, he was the guy for a year. But then you. But even then, it was no stability. No, you know, no. No, and you still had the issues with with Mike and Kyle and Dan, and it was it wasn't like this. It was just we were happy about that player and hoping that player can turn things around. But I think we know good and well one player is not going to do it. (laughs) You know, it starts at the top, and Dan just takes a seat back, lets Ron do his thing. This there's potential here, 100. percent I agree. One quick point. Pro Football Talk had a report saying that as of right now, training camp is expected to start on time. So I hope that's the case. You know, yes, hopefully that doesn't it. change. That would be great. <laughs> if training, if you get start on time, if, if it even has to start mid-August, but anything, <laughs> please let the season start. Yes, um, we need it, man. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, obviously we'll get all into all of that down the road. But basically, you know, this is our first episode doing this. So, you know, uh, the odds were against us. The microphone kept going out. <laughs> Tate couldn't hear me. My power went out just out yes. the blue. <laughs> just, so I don't know if that means we're supposed to be doing this or we're not. Right. I guess we'll find out. But, uh, I mean, if you even made it this far, that's super impressive. Yes, very impressive. But um, we're going to try to do episodes, I think, every Monday so you can start your quarantine week with us. So we'll try to drop those. Um, starting the week, we'll probably do a, a bonus one for the uh, schedule release. Yeah. And just um, so then we're doing the jersey giveaway. And um, and then, yeah, and then just follow us on Twitter. You know, we, you know we'll try to enter, we'll interact with people and we'll just see how this thing goes. And like we said, 
no one listens to us, if no one follows us, we'll just keep that Chase Young jersey for ourselves and we'll just talk to ourselves and we'll have a great time. <laughs> and I'm 100% for that. Yep. I mean, we do it anyway. What's the difference between doing it and recording it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. You know, we all got to start somewhere, obviously. But um, there's definitely lots of guys who've just kind of – they just had to do it and, and it's grown into whatever. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for tonight. We'll see the schedule released on Thursday. We're recording this Tuesday, uh, May 5th. So a couple of days, schedule release. Yeah. And then that'll kind of, in a way, help us get a view of how the season may go. So, yeah. I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for opening season Monday Softball. night against the Bengals. Softball. Softball. <laughs> Softball. <laughs> yes. Softball, please. I'd like – starting with the win would be great. The, the layout of the season does affect your season 100%. The schedule, the way it goes – well, the good thing about last year, although we lost, was Terry McLaurin lit it up. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. He lit it up against everybody, and, and he earned people's respect. So it's a young team. It's a young team. Yeah. That's exciting. That's part of the reason they were so bad. It was so young. And so, we can yeah. grow with it. That's why I like it, because we can grow with it, especially this generation that's coming up the skin. Yes. Man. They can actually grow with this team. Yes. That's the exciting part about it as well. And hopefully this podcast that we're starting, we're starting it at the right time where the Redskins are trending upward. Hopefully. Right. If we would have started 10 years ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we should do an episode, just one episode, like a, we could call it like a counseling where we're just getting everything off of our chest. It's a counseling yes, yes. session. <laughs> I think I think we got to do that honestly, because you know what fan cannot relate to that. Yes, no, yes, exactly. You know, the therapy session. Therapy yes, session. we can do that. We can do Talk that. about the last ten years and then move forward. <laughs> yes, keep it going. All right, and uh, you might be the winner of a Chase Young jersey. I hope you made it this far. If not, thank you for listening at all. Until next time, this is Todd. This is Tay. Yep, and uh, we'll catch up with y'all later. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.